Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is July the 19th. You are listening to the COB podcast here at Ausbiz. I'm your host, David Scott, joined today by Carl Rotter. Carl, it uh, was almost like a, a rinse and repeat of what we saw on Wall Street on the local market today. Early gains just slowly whittled away and uh, pretty much finished near our session lows. Yep, slipped out of the cracks in our fingers, it would seem. But um, I mean, I was trying to look around. You always try and gather thematics for the day. Energy was up, oil prices are higher. So there was uh, a clear story there. But otherwise, a little bit more mixed, perhaps a level of trepidation ahead of uh, a lot of key event risk. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Look, there was a bit of an uptick in uh, long bond yields. Maybe that explains some of the selling in healthcare and technology stocks. They were absolutely smashed over mm. the course of the session. Healthcare, I had a quick look at the chart just on, a, on an uptrend basis. Ugly. Does, does not look good, the bar that we saw come through today. Wow. A lot of that was, uh, was driven by CSL. But uh, yeah, you mentioned what's going on in the material space. We had BHP out with its quarterly update. Yep. It, uh, it was up like 2.5% at the, uh, the start of trade and then finished down about half a percent. So big turnaround story. I know that we like to go and piece into the details about the various production updates and what's coming through individual commodities and all that kind of stuff about you know, costs coming through as well. But the one thing I noticed is that over the course of the session that we saw big unwind in iron ore futures as well. And I wonder whether that might have gone and weighed on the overall stock because it was a big turnaround and explains a lot of the weakness that we saw on the broader market. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Martin Crabb this afternoon about it and uh, reeled off a really interesting stat that the uh, 31% of the profits of the ASX 200 are being derived from Rio Tinso BHP and Fortescue. Um, so it kind of gives you the sense that it's clearly news that was uh, market moving, significant as far as the numbers were a little bit better from BHP than expected. But um, you generally associate those kind of intraday sell-offs after that kind of a news uh, on uh, as being sort of indicative of reasonably weak sentiment going forward. So clearly, yeah, gains couldn't hold. Not necessarily a fantastic signal, even though that um, that update was was reasonably solid, or at least JB Hi-Fi just continues to go and blow them out of the water. Yeah, for as long as I've worked in a broker, it's been one of the most shorted stocks on the market. It's a little less so the last few years because I think they continue to prove the data's wrong. No one wants to bet against the company. But you know, we keep getting told of this imminent retail recession, you know, that uh, consumers are uh, shifting their spending from services and away from goods, uh, but they keep shooting the lights out. Um, and the stock was obviously, um, you know, uh, an outperform, uh, outperform in the market today on, on, on that basis. So just, I don't know, I, I, I can ask a few guests today, um, no one can really give me a firm answer as to why the company has this kind of secret recipe to success, but they continue to shoot the lights out. Yeah, uh, stats today that I heard uh, from Old Minette, uh, margins at uh, JB Hi-Fi, exceeding what you get at Amazon. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. It's, uh, it's a remarkable success story locally. And they grew them as well. Yeah. They, everyone talks about like these high-cost environment, but they, their, their margins expanded. Yeah. I, I, I look at the macro environment and go, like, surely not everyone's going to go need a new device. They've all gone and bought lots of new computers and everything else. But lo and behold, every time you go and doubt them, it just comes back again. Like, it's off the highs, of course, we've seen uh, over recent, uh, recent years. But 
which which stock what, is what it? consumer <laughs> stock isn't yeah, yeah exactly. exactly right everything's been built and so yeah jb hi-fi proving the data is wrong again whether it continues uh seems to be a little bit of debate let's go get an idea from a couple of our experts in the space to see what they think of jbh we are sat down today koshi did with mark morland from team invest and michael gable from fairmont equities to go and get their sense as to whether now is a good time to go and buy we think jb hi-fi will be able to push through uh, all their inflationary costs without a problem, so I don't expect it to hurt them at all. Right. Uh, going right. forward, where it may hit the th- hurt them is on consumer demand if unemployment goes up, which it isn't at the moment. No. If it does, and if, if interest rates go up more and start affecting people's disposable income based on mortgages and rent, all those ifs, yeah. then it might make it harder. Right. Does that mean they'll do badly? No. Is this a good time to buy it? Absolutely. JB Hi-Fi's traded in a bit of a range between about $43 and 55 so after breaking down and uh, several weeks ago and failing to find good buying support, um, that was a bit of a concern. And now it's got back to that $43 level. Yeah. I'd just be very curious to see over the next few days if we still see the sellers step up and, and dump the shares here. I mean, if, ah, if, right. they're, if they're pretty much done with the selling and the shares can hold in around 43, even trade to 44, I'd rather give up that extra sort of dollar in the share price and know right. that those sellers are out of the way. So there we have it. Uh, yeah, so close to being a consideration. It's for like a one and a half. One and a it. half out of two. That's, uh, yeah. that's pretty good. That's, uh, yeah, that, that'd bad. be like a distinction if you're back at university. Yeah, uh, yeah look, to go that. and add to the, uh, maybe we can go now solve the debate. Uh, Scott Phillips as well. We had a chat with him. Oh, no, in fact, you did, Kyle. Uh, I did, I did, had a yeah. chat about not just JB Hi-Fi, but a whole bunch of other names that have gone reported today. So maybe worthwhile having a listen to that in the show notes to see whether uh, Scott Phillips would be contemplating having a buy of JB Hi-Fi. Mm. I had a great chat today with uh, with Nick Morton from Resident Asset Management going around the grounds. Uh, he's still getting very defensive in the other uh, portfolio tilting at the moment. Uh, long duration names in the fixed income space, you know, going across some more defensive equities as well. So yeah, battening down the hatches, he thinks the uh, the rocky road ahead is going to be pretty rough. So yeah, we'll see where that comes and plays out. Alex McCoolis as well from Harper Bernays, he came and joined me in the 10 o'clock hours and uh, started off having a chat about inflationary pressures and then where it's likely to evolve from here, including uh, the potential threat of a policy mistake from central banks. We know that uh, long and variable lags when it comes to monetary policy. I did hear that interview. Setting policy for uh, two years ahead. Uh, geez, what's two years ahead going to look like after what the last two years have brought? No one really knows. Uh, look, once again, not a lot on the other uh, corporate uh, no front tonight. We do go and have Netflix, though. That's going to yeah. be the one big bopper. We saw IBM out uh, after the close uh, this morning. Netflix is going to be the dominant story today. We know what happened back in the first quarter of the year when it reported its results. It really sparked that uh, massive tech unwound that we saw. So maybe, just maybe, it's going to be the other uh, dominant theme overnight rather than some of the other uh, economic data that's out. Yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, obviously, it's it's not going to that the results won't drop until what will be what six a.m. our time. So it'll be after after Wall Street's close. It won't affect cash trading. Um, but I don't know. It's I, I kind of think it's one of those stocks too because it's it's obviously a large cap. It's a significant significant company, but it's so so driven by a narrative, and everyone has a view on it. A little bit like Tesla as well. Like it's not a systemically important business, but everyone's got an opinion on it, and it just trades wild around earnings releases as well. So, I mean, I guess it'll be just you know keeping an eye on that really key subscriber number for for two reasons. One, because we're seeing I think the analyst community walking away from that kind of TAM way of looking at 
well, tech stocks in particular, but everything, mm-hmm. total addressable market. It's like, oh, well, there's 7 billion people in the world. They could all use a Netflix subscription. Um, that's kind of dying and, you know, we'll be looking to see if their subscription number, subscriber numbers fall as well um, because they're just not offering up good content. The other thing too is, is that the argument that people are cutting their subscriptions to these services because inflation's biting the budget in other areas and they can't afford them anymore. So there's going to be a couple of layers to that story that'll be interesting. Plus, it always just trades like a, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got a good metaphor for it. Not not one that's not G-rated. So yeah, it's volatile. Okay. Yeah, I, I can say as a father of a young, uh, young, uh, young toddler, uh, yeah, Netflix is a savior. Little baby bum. If you're out there in the marketplace <laughs> with a uh, with a no, 16 month old, I can verify that um, hypnotize them. So if you need to <laughs> spare time, that's a, that's one option yeah. out there. Uh, look, apart from that, we get uh, housing starts and building permits in the states. That will get a lot of attention. We saw that uh, housing starts absolutely plunged in May. So see if there's any snapback in that particular light. We saw that NAHB housing market index home builder sentiment really tanking uh, overnight. So keep a close eye on that one when it comes to cyclical indicators for the U.S. economy. Also, some uh, unemployment data out in uh, the U.K. We know the inflation problem there and the Bank of England struggles to go and contain that without tipping the economy into recession and really hot at the moment there as well apparently in Europe in so every sense of the word yeah hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone's uh, no, keeping cool over there including those on Threadneedle Street but uh, look apart from that there's plenty going on elsewhere later in the week we'll go and leave it there but thanks for joining us here on the program today we'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning catch you later Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.